Hey bimbos, welcome back to another episode of Bimbo Night School. How we doing? Hey bimbos. How's it going? Um, we miss you and we hope you're doing well. Yeah, back at it with another episode. It's just us today, so um, yeah, we're back to our normal bullshit and got the little Jose Cuervo mix going and um, we're ready to talk <laughs> about some shit. Yeah, so we wanted to talk about domestic abuse and like toxic relationships and stuff because we're both like finally out of them. Yeah. So like we've done like so much reflecting and like there's been a lot going on in like the news and social media regarding that topic. So we just wanted to touch on it. It's going to be a little bit more of a serious episode. We'll try not to make it too bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a lot uh, heavier of a subject matter than we're used to in this fucking <laughs> slut cave. But, but um, we thought it was necessary. Just yeah. Like, as as two people that have like overcome it like successfully i think it's super important that we also like you know reach out to the people that and you know make the people that have also gone through feel like yeah. seen in a way yeah um or are going through it right now right. and like don't realize it or don't know how to get out mm -hmm. we'll come get rid of him for you yes <laughs> we'll come take care of it if you will no um yeah in on uh, in all seriousness like it's yeah i guess this is like our official disclaimer that we are going to be like having mentions of like domestic violence and abuse in this episode so if that is triggering for you feel free to skip past this one for this week um we'll have another that's like just as fun and stupid in the next one um <laughs> Otherwise, you can feel free to jump to the Patreon where we will have a fully loaded, completely unnecessary bullshit episode for you there. So that's patreon.com slash bimbo night school if you want to check that out. All right. Let's start it. Um, um, when did you start to like recognize your relationship was like toxic and not normal? Mm -hmm. I guess we'd have to even begin by like defining that ourselves now like mm -hmm. i think for ourselves now it's super easy to say that like manipulation in any way in any form mm -hmm. um which is often really really hard to define but i think that that's like a super you know just like ultimatums are a big red flag yeah. and a like oh well you don't love me if you do xyz mm -hmm. or you know that type of like verbiage yeah. is i think fucked also like the clinginess and like controlling mm -hmm. like in the beginning like oh you're talking to someone or like even your friends like just mm -hmm. making you feel like you shouldn't hang out with them right like yeah there was um there was an entire step by step list that i should take a second to pull up um but it was basically all of the steps of like domestic violence and like how that relationship starts mm -hmm. and it begins by like idolizing the victim so like they come into the relationship and they make you feel like they're you're the best thing that's ever happened yeah. to their whole world like you are just fantastic you are better than anything they've ever had whatever and like that's a great feeling obviously mm -hmm. like you feel you feel great and even if you know about like their past or you know things that have gone on it's it's a good feeling to know that they are now like in a happy place even yeah. if like you're the sole cause of it and then from there um it goes into like isolating the victim 
So that means like like you said, like making you feel like you shouldn't be seeing your friends or that, you know, a certain friend may like, you know, want to pursue you romantically or yeah. like that you don't like when you do or wear or say you know, things say xyz even like your family members like pushing right. you away from them because they didn't like what they like you like how express you- how you feel about your family members to them and then they take advantage of it and they're like oh, well they make you feel like that so why would you want to talk to them oh or, yeah like, oh my god i have a Real good story regarding that one. So I, to to the relationship that I'm referencing, I disclosed a very, very personal, personal piece of information about my parents mm-hmm. to him. And it was something that they didn't even really realize that I knew. Yeah. Um, and it was very like, it, it was very like, I was kind of joking about it and therefore... He thought that he could run with it however he wanted to. So when things started to get rocky between us and like the breakup started happening, he went and told my parents that I had told him that. And like that really put a huge damper on like my relationship with my parents. And like he he really worked very, very hard, like tirelessly to try to like break up any good relationships that I had when our relationship was failing. So like he really tried to he just pulled out all the stops to try to get it to make you need him yeah. or feel like you can't live without him exactly and even even just like yeah again isolating me to like the point where there were you know there were times when he would make relationships with my friends uncomfortable or with yeah. my family and like it was just bad it, it had gotten to the point where he had tried to ru- damage every single relationship around me for the sake of me staying with, with him, him which is yeah. the which is the craziest part it's so but also i feel like that's because they feel very lonely mm-hmm. and isolated so like when they finally find someone like to be in a relationship with they just put everything into it because mm-hmm. they feel like something good for once right and like like not being alone all the time yeah so i feel like they take like advantage of it yeah exactly and i think in in order to get to that place like obviously there has to be a lot of back and forth and like guilt almost like i think a lot of the relationship on both of our ends if i'm and correct me if i'm wrong was be we didn't turn back because like we felt genuinely like sympathy for these people yeah in the sense that like oh well you know they just didn't they just didn't know better or like they just they weren't raised the same way as us so right they don't like know what normal relationships are supposed to be like that's i'm not a fucking therapist no exactly and that's been used against me like Mm -hmm. well you're not from where i grew up and this is normal so don't Mm -hmm. tell me how to be like it's not normal and i'm trying to help you yeah also help myself so i'm not stuck in this shitty ass position but exactly and like it's just like the in the pre-relationship stages it's almost impossible to like spot it like you're you it's kind of disguised almost as like getting to know that person it's like oh okay like you're unpacking some stuff like that you want to talk about like you know you are disclosing that you have a really traumatic 
you know, family situation. You know, you're you're disclosing to me that you, you know, have been through X, Y, and Z in the past. And like, that's a good thing for me to know because like, I'm getting to know you as a person. But then it develops into a thing where it's like weaponized almost. And it's like, okay, well, you know, I didn't, sorry, I like in the, in the apologies too, sometimes after the explosions, it would always be like, well, you know, that's just because I, tr- I respond this way because of X, Y, and Z that happened to me when I was younger. Yeah. And then in your head, you're like, oh, well, that for makes sure. sense. That makes sense. We can, we can help you. Yeah. We can like, fix we can, you. God, why? We take away all your trauma. <laughs> I can undo it, which is yeah, the stupidest shit I've was, ever tried. Yeah, but it's like thinking back to it, like, I don't even know, like, how much we actually like them or love them they were just so good at making you feel special and like Mm -hmm. like they our relationship is perfect and like this can be perfect forever Uh until it's fucking not yeah exactly and i think that 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 being a shared experience just is a true testament to like how many people there are in the world that like go through the same thing and like i felt so alone in it i was like nobody understands like what the fuck i'm going through no one understands like that i like just can't make it out like people are like telling me like hey dude we don't think this is the best thing for you yeah but I couldn't figure out, like, a healthy way to, like, escape that. But that's the thing. There is no healthy way. So yeah. you just have to, like, deal with the consequences of just trying to get out, like, yeah. as fast as you can. Exactly. Which, in your case, was pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> you, like, was, tried to destroy your whole life. and like Yeah. It was explosive. Um I guess, like, for fucking legal purposes, I'll spare, like, the nitty-gritty, but... I'll try to give a rough estimate of exactly what happened. So, um, and then if you feel like it, you're more than welcome to do the same shit with yours. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we met, um, we met about three and a half years ago or so. Um, and it was, it was like just when I had moved to Chicago, I was kind of doing the whole dating thing, kind of just like, you know, it I exploring the world because like I was 18 and had just moved here from rural ass Wisconsin. So I was kind of like just out in the world dating and um, we had gone on a few dates and like nothing really came of it and whatever. And then uh, come like that winter of my freshman year, um, we started to see each other a little bit more regularly. And uh, then we started dating. Um, and it moved very fast like he was always 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 at my like uh campus apartment and stuff and then um when it came time for me to move out of there um i took it upon myself to offer him a space with me to live because i thought it'd be great like i was like playing house like i was i was 19 years old and i was like trying to help this kid through some really really fucking tough shit and I really did love him like I you know I had a lot of love for him and um he was great to me in the like first few months of everything like he was super nice and reciprocated everything that I was you know doing for him times 10 but as time went on there were things that like I was like hey I would really feel more comfortable with everything and doing this 
if you could help me out in this area mm-hmm. or if you could, you know, try to better this area. And he didn't like that. And um, it became a thing of like me continuously having these same discussions with no like no reciprocation, yeah. no like no development in those areas which in itself is manipulative because like if you're having these repeated conversations with someone and you're telling them okay i'm gonna get better i'm gonna get better and you don't make any active changes to like better that in any way and get mad when you try to like help them make those steps right like trying i i would i would sit down and physically write out ways that we could fix this Mm -hmm. like fix things in our lives that I was, you know, not comfortable with. Yeah. And, um, like, in a pen and fucking paper. And uh, there just wasn't any sort of, like, development in that area. And that, like, was... That in itself, like I said, is very, like, manipulative. And I think uh, over time, and I'm not going to pretend like I'm a saint because I wasn't, um, I got really fed up with the whole, the whole pattern of it all. And I started to become sort of emotionally distant and kind of like when people would DM me or whatever, um, I would entertain it even if it wasn't like, even if I wasn't directly like cheating on him per se, I would, you know, I wouldn't stop it entirely, which was wrong. And I'll admit that in forever, but it. It got to the point where I was so frustrated that I didn't feel like I was even in a relationship anymore because it felt like I was giving everything that I had for not a lot of, like, return. Yeah. And I was being told the whole time that there was return. Like, he was like, I give you everything. And it was, you know, it was always that same argument. And after a while, you start to believe it. Yeah. And um, so then as time went on like it got to be almost the end of that lease at that apartment and finally i was like i can't do this anymore we're screaming and fighting at each other every single day you're going through my through my personal things like you're going to you know when i'm not there when i'm working like to try to pay like you're sitting at your apartment yeah nothing for free which which i mean like i'll i don't like holding that against him but like it, it's fucked up. It it was a little fucked. <laughs> like I was sending my dad rent money, and sometimes I would lie to him, lie to this kid, and tell him that you know my dad was just paying for it, so he didn't feel bad. Yeah. But like I was paying a lot of it, and um, so it it just it just sucked. And like I don't think it's inherently. I'll never blame him directly, but I do think that there are a lot of things that could have been prevented had he taken the time to like actively work on some of his habits and some of his like traumatic things that have gone on um i think it's just like hard for people like that because they have so much trauma and like problems within themselves and then they throw themselves into a relationship but they don't even like have themselves like good and taken care of and i feel like that's the major problem like and i feel like people can work on themselves Mm -hmm. while in a relationship oh 100 but like if he's not even putting effort towards the relationship or himself like it's just so fucked up like for example this this website um i was looking for this a little earlier but uh the the eight steps to like a serious domestic violence case um one is like history of abuse and i don't i was never disclosed anything from his past relationships yeah. 
Like, but I kind of should have gotten the red flags when all he did was like talk shit about, about them. them. Yeah. And it, that was like on one of the very first dates that we had ever gone on was like I, that was like disclosed in that conversation was like oh like yeah. my ex like she left me whatever she did this she did that whatever and like that should have probably been red flag number one not that it's not okay to talk about your exes because yeah. it's okay like you need to like have those conversations and say like i'm a little less trusting of people or I have this issue with XYZ because like I went through this and like I'm working on it or we can have a discussion about it or whatever. But like if you're just bad talking your mm-hmm. ex the whole time, like obviously you did something wrong. Right. Like, they're not just like that. They're not just like. Yeah. I, I hate the crazy ex argument so much. Mm-hmm. Um, Second is a fast moving relationship. We already talked about yeah. that. When did when did yours move in with you? Um, like two, no, like a month and a half, maybe even a month after like meeting each other. Yeah. 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 Um, coercive control is step three. The relationship becomes controlling in every sense, including financially, emotionally, and socially. Um, yeah, that was another thing is like him just like not being someone that I was excited to have around my friends most of the time because like he would act in certain ways he would act like aloof or like cold sometimes like whenever we were doing something that we he didn't want to do or um he he would like say things or or do things or you know be angry at me while I'm trying to hang out with my friends and like it just it just always had to be like a one-on-one thing that's another big thing like when you go and hang out with your friends like without them but they're texting you the whole time making Mm -hmm. a problem so literally you can't even enjoy your time with your Mm -hmm. friends because they're just like making you focus on your phone the whole time right exactly like those are all things that i just feel like are big old like beginner stages like red flags red flags like yeah and um if you haven't been together i'd say at least six months like Mm -hmm. they they don't need to be doing any of that like it's okay to like want to be around your partner but like if you're controlling them and you haven't you should never be controlled but like thinking you can have that much control and it hasn't mm-hmm. been that long of a time period like run yeah absolutely like, like i would say even a year is like when they can start like just like having say in your life more but not being like yeah. you can't do that right but just like trying to influence you more yeah like, and it's always a, and- like in my opinion it's always open to interpretation and like open to discussion more so just of like okay you know we had this planned like do you really have to go like out to the bar with x y and z like Mm -hmm. and maybe i'll be upset about that for a second or two because like we had something planned or like i wanted to do something else or whatever but at the same time like you have to understand that just because you're in a relationship doesn't mean that your independent lives end like you know you're your own person still you're your own unit but you and just, if you're with someone good enough, you can bring them out with you with your exactly. friends. Exactly, <laughs> you can bring them around your friends, and it won't be a big deal. But um, yeah, like then it goes into talk about like after the relationship has become increasingly controlling, the 
Uh, experts note that there's a trigger that normally happens to threaten the perpetrator's sense of control. So in in my case, it was my old text messages on my laptop, like old from like pre us dating, pre us even really knowing each other very well. Um, That was one of the big things that started the beginning of the end. Mine was just because I was friends with his cousin and he knew his cousin is a whore. So he just like assumed I was a whore and like his cousin would tell him stories of stuff we used to do, like going out and hanging out and stuff and like partying. So he just like got the gist that I was a party girl and just always held that against me. Like I'm a whore. That's disgusting. <laughs> it was, yeah. That's actually um, repulsive. That's- I like, yeah. And like during my personal growth, like I do regret like being a slut as much as I was because like just like thinking about like giving my body away to that many people when majority of them didn't even deserve it like kind of fucks me up I don't regret it in the sense of like just because my body count is higher or like Mm -hmm. for like even having sex just like the people I had sex with like that's what I regret mostly because like I just like value myself more and like my body more Mm -hmm. now and yeah but that's like I don't know I feel like him shaming me kind of pushed me to have more yeah. of, like, that outlook. Like, I should, like, respect myself a little bit more. And not even saying, like, I shouldn't... Like, I can fuck all the people in the world, but I need to choose better people to fuck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And exactly. That's, like, not... That's not to say don't, you know, don't fuck around. Because it, go off. Like, fuck 50 people in one day if you want to. I don't give a yeah, shit. Yeah, you probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> that sounds would... like herpes, chlamydia, gonorrhea. Yeah, okay. <laughs> But be safe and <laughs> yeah, be safe. Use a condom and you yeah. can do it. <laughs> and um, but like that's also to say, yeah, I I understand where you're coming from in the sunset. Like in some of those bad hookup stories, it ended in me feeling really fucking shitty about yeah, myself. Exactly. Like, like shitty as in like, what did I do wrong? Yeah. When it or was why really did I people. even put in the effort for exactly. this outcome? Like yeah, like I got cute for what? Yeah, for some guy that I'm meeting for the first time and will probably only fuck once. Right. Maybe twice. Like Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. Yeah, so, but in that, in no, in that same vein, like the whole trigger thing, like that got, that opened a whole new can of worms because yeah. I was like, okay, so what have you done before? What's your body count? What, what you know, what was that like yeah. doing that with that person? And like, oh, well, am I really the best you've ever had? Then, and like, and then going through your phone and like, Mine blocked every guy, every single guy in my Snapchat. Just blocked them. Yeah. Like friends from high school, friends, like people that I'm genuinely friends with and had never done anything Mm -hmm. with or planned to, like just blocked. And it's so embarrassing because then like you like either re-add them or you don't. And then you randomly bump into them years later and they're like, why did you block me? And I'm like... Oh, I was just in a toxic relationship. Sorry. It's so embarrassing it's because so embarrassing. it's like, yeah, exactly. I, I, mine stood next to me and he was like making me feel really, really shitty about having these people like on my Snapchat, on my Instagram, whatever. And then I was like, I don't know what else you want me to do. And at that point, like you're so under pressure and you're yeah, so uncomfortable exactly. that you're like, okay, fine. I guess I'll just fucking block every single yeah. thing that has a dick Dicks, in my yeah. phone. So I would sit there and do it. And he's like, no, you don't have to do that, whatever. But he, and but then make you well. feel bad about it, even yes. though he basically forced you to do it. Yes. Like, 
Dude, we lived the same life. <laughs> literally. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I just remember that. I remember that so clearly because I just remember sitting there in tears just thinking all of these people are going to think I'm fucking psychotic literally because and like it's not that i so much cared what they thought per se but like some of them were genuinely like people that i cared about yeah or wanted to have around in like some sense yeah you're just like looking at their social media sometimes just to like reconnect with people yeah to catch up and like just see what people are up to and Mm -hmm. it was like it was in that moment that i started to feel like I'm going to be completely alone. Like, yeah. I'm going to, like, be trapped in this and Which I'm going to be entirely so alone. Like, either you're fucking alone or you're stuck with this person. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, 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 it was terrifying. Like, and I was. like, it's kind of 50-50 with people who understand to people who, like, do not give a fuck and just think that you could have left, like, at any time and, like, it's your fault for staying mm-hmm. for that long. Yeah. And, and it. It comes up in the smallest of ways and like reflecting on it now, like with my like current boyfriend and I'm sure with other people like that you've had encounters with too, like Mm -hmm. you can tell like some of the things that my toxic relationship did that were not okay and that people, people genuinely know are not okay in the public world. Even like me, like I apologize a lot or like I'm very like shy to talk about myself or anything Mm -hmm. and like these people will be like what's wrong with you right like why are you like why are you i would never like do like you don't have to say sorry for that or like Mm. like you can talk to me about whatever like i'm Mm -hmm. not gonna judge you or anything and like it's just so weird like it's so it's jarring because it's like okay i can't tell whether you're like lying to me to be you know to nice or just like come off how you want me to for you to come off or like yeah yeah i feel like that's like the worst part about dating now is like i don't trust fucking anyone yeah so like but i don't want to have sex on the first date like i genuinely want to like get to know someone and then like they're not on the same page Mm -hmm. and the worst part about dating is like when you're in a relationship for so long you're just so used to that and Mm -hmm. then like having to like go through this whole stage of getting to know someone again is so fucked up so like going back to my toxic relationship is better than fucking dating because like at least like i'm so comfortable already Mm -hmm. which also like is so shitty yeah comfortability is a big thing that a lot of people don't talk about that like That is a major crutch for people, especially that have been abused or manipulated because you don't feel like anything is familiar except for them. But that's their intention. Like, that's what they want. They literally fuck up your brain into being addicted to them and, like, Mm -hmm. they're the only person in the world. Exactly. And it's scary. It's, like, like really scary to think about. And But also, like, one of the beauties of, like, being a human is that you only get... A certain amount of time in the world so like why not learn about as many people as you possibly yeah. can so like even if there are some fucking duds in there like at least you got to hear about another human experience yeah. it might not be exactly like your own and that was like kind of my theory and like dating um pre and post like this relationship was like i want to like i want to learn about as many people as i can and like you know get to know people and um But yeah, and then uh, I guess to go back to this like list here, in step five, they talk about how as a result of said trigger, 
The partner then escalates their control tactics to scare their partner. This could be anything from regularly stalking to threatening to hurt themselves or others. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, mostly themselves. Yeah. Or, like, to do something super... Even if it wasn't, like, direct threats on his life, it would always be, like, a, you know, super drastic, like, self-destructive... Yeah thing that like would really put a huge impact on his life or like the life of his the people that are around him and it just it was shitty to know that i i thought i had that much control in yeah, the situation and it made like it, you felt like it was your fault that mm-hmm. he was feeling like that even yeah. though like it really was just over dramatic and not like your yeah, problem. Exactly. And if anyone ever, 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 ever threatens to hurt themselves in regards to your relationship and like threatens that against like your own relationship with them, that's Leave. such a red flag. Right. And that's you gotta such... get out of there, babe. You gotta like, because it's only gonna get worse. It's only gonna get more frequent. And most of the time, like it's just because you feel bad and like you you're just trying to be a good person and help mm. them, but like it's literally just fucking you up. Yeah. And uh a lot of and this is gonna be where it gets really not that this wasn't dark already, but mm-hmm. get really dark, um, in the sense that uh in the news recently, there have been a lot of talks of people that are in domestic partnerships that have ended in homicide. Yeah. And um, not to say that ours were necessarily like serious enough to the point where it could have ended that way. And who knows how had they escalated like they yeah, could have kept going. Right. With the relationship. If had it gone on for years and years, like yeah. it definitely could have developed into that. Who knows? Um, but... Uh, those relationships a lot of times they talk about uh, a lot of people have this perception of like okay then why not just leave you know why not why wouldn't you just get out of it but a lot of times that's when the worst things happen because then the perpetrator has nothing else to lose yeah they have nothing to lose like they don't give a fuck they don't give a fuck about your life either not stable Mm-hmm. So they'll just like do something very rash mm-hmm. and not think about the consequences or like what it even entails. And then afterwards, they're like, well, I kind of feel bad now. Right. But like you already did it. Right. Yeah. There there are so many like worst case scenarios that we could talk about for days and days. But at the end of the day, it really comes down to like seeking help of those around yeah. you and like noticing those early warning signs and really getting out while you that, have the yeah. opportunity. That is the best case scenario is early on, like before you even commit to them or like in the very early stages of commitment, you see those things, leave, run, <laughs> do the best you can, like block them and just never talk to them again if you have to like do everything you can and but i think the biggest thing like with relationships that end in homicide is physical abuse Mm -hmm. i didn't go through much physical abuse Mm -hmm. and i feel like if you are going through physical abuse you need to leave asap Mm -hmm. because like that's like there's only one thing after physical abuse Mm -hmm. and it's killing you yeah and that's that's the terrifying part too is like 
it's you know like i said it's easy to say like just get out leave run while you can whatever but it's a matter of also finding the resources to do so and we'll list some of those too in the description as well as on social media when we're all done with everything um but we really want to emphasize the fact that there are like different places that you can turn to i mean our dms are always open too of course but it's really important to like seek out those resources and really figure out um you know a an escape plan because there it, it isn't easy yeah. it's not easy to figure out it's not easy to identify and, and even like if you feel embarrassed about it just talk to anyone about it mm-hmm. and if they actually care about you they will help you in any way they can mm-hmm. like no matter what you did like in regards while during that relationship if you mm-hmm. push them away like if you like said something like hurtful to them mm-hmm. because of like the way your relationship was making you feel like they will be there for you yeah and no matter what you think you don't deserve it yeah like because i think a lot of victims go through that whole complex too of like starting to believe that they are deserving of the abuse or of the manipulation and yeah. that's just not the case no, like, no one, one deserves is. that yeah nobody 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 and like i and there, there have been things, and like I said, like, I'm not a saint. Like, there have been things where I now reflect on it and I can, like, actively say that I've worked on XYZ skill and I felt mm-hmm. like I maybe, you know, used, like, some sort of ultimatum system in the past. Like, n- nobody's perfect. Like, no one's going to go through life with, like, just a squeaky clean record of being a saint the whole time. Like, yeah. there are things that everyone can do better. Yeah. But... In terms of deserving real, long, like, em- verbal and emotional abuse yeah. or physical abuse, you yeah. don't deserve uh, yeah. that. Yeah, so um, the domestic abuse hotline is 1-800-799-7233. And you guys can call there. They'll give you other resources within your neighborhood. They'll give you advice. They'll do as much as they can to get you out of that situation and it's always anonymous so Mm -hmm. you can talk to them about anything and they can't really do anything unless you give them permission so right yeah it's really more so like a resource for just reaching out to be able to figure out if there's a way that you could plausibly do this on your own and uh, then also enlisting the resources if they're if it's not safe to do so so those are all super important things and we uh we hope that this helped someone i know it's mostly just stories about our own lives but hopefully that some of it resonated maybe with past experiences or current experiences that you're going through and able to recognize that you're not alone in that so yeah holy shit that was a heavy one yeah stay tuned for that one thank you and yeah we we appreciate you yeah we appreciate you guys and we hope you're all safe and happy yeah on that note to end on a higher note um definitely feel free to go check out our patreon like i said at the beginning it's patreon.com slash bimbo night school we're gonna do a fucking ridiculous episode after this and we hope that you want to jump over there and enjoy it we already have one episode up on there um already so feel free to go check out that bonus um fuck yeah i um i hope you guys are all safe happy and healthy and we'll see you next time we'll see you next time love you say back
That was 